Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Hester, your host, and these are the five steps you should take if you don't like your church. The truth is there's a lot of reasons to not like your church because we have a very complicated world today. The world is mixed, cultures are mixed, people are mixed, we move, we change, and there's different generations with different perspectives, different priorities. And so you might find yourself in a church you don't like, and these steps are going to help you take the proper steps, I think, in a healthy way that's going to help you and the church grow in a meaningful way. The first step is to be specific about what you don't like. It would be very easy to just generally say, I don't know, I don't like this church. It makes me uncomfortable. It's whatever. The problem with that is it's not helpful. Like nobody's going to know what to do about that. Nobody's going to know how to help you. You're not even going to know what to do. And so it's very important to sit down and just like maybe take a piece of paper, write down, okay, these are the specific things I don't like. So I would start with one, how the church is running. And then number two, the culture of the church. Those are the, like the general categories, issues that you might be having, having. And I wouldn't want you to miss those because once you name the specific issues, then it's a lot easier to move forward. Now, the second step is very practical. And I don't want to sound like I'm some subverting a church, but the opposite is also not ideal. And the opposite is usually what happens. So let's say I go into a church, I don't like it. It would be easy for me to just tell everybody, I hate this church. I think it's bad, you know, or calling out the elders or calling out the pastor and just getting angry and whatever, or, and just storming off. That's not helpful. So a better idea is to share your concerns with peers when you're in social gatherings. So let's say they have a potluck, or let's say they have a Christmas program, and you didn't really like it, it wasn't your cup of tea, or maybe you did like that program, but you have issues with the church. You've sat down, like we already talked about, you've written down what the issues are, and you know what they are, and you want to solve this problem. The best way to do that is to just talk with somebody who might be like-minded. Share your concerns in a friendly way and say, you know, I like these things about the church, but there's a couple issues I have, and here they are. The great thing about sharing issues in this way is that you're not going to lose friends. You're not going to hurt people. You're just saying, I want this church to be better. I want it to do its mission better. I know it wants to serve people. It wants to create a, a godly environment. And these are specific areas where I'm not really sure it's doing that. How can we do a better job? Right? That's how the conversation should look. You're just having a conversation around a, a table for dinner or around a, a, a circle talking with friends. Right? You want to share these ideas and kind of see who's on the same page as you, who sees this issue and agrees with you that maybe something should be done. Step three is what I think is the most important step, and that is to build a small community of people who are like-minded. So these people struggle. Let's say, for example, the church has a horrible music ministry. You really struggle with the music in this church. Or let's say it has the prayer ministry in the church just doesn't exist. They don't pray at all. And you want to fix that. So you, you've shared that with some friends. And they all say, you know what? You're right. This is an issue. And you can say, okay, what can we do together that will help kind of supplement this issue? This is like a subculture that you're creating within the church, and you're going to spend time doing things that kind of solve this issue. If it's a music ministry, you're going to do music together in some very simple way. You're just going to once a week, once a month, spend time doing music together. If it's prayer, you're going to set up a prayer time or a ministry that will fit within the church service. Maybe they, maybe the church leaders will allow you to have a prayer ministry that happens after church. Or You've got to be creative, right? Think of ways to solve it with this little subgroup that you've created? How can you come together and create a space that solves these issues? 
Step four is twofold. Number one, you need to make sure that this group keeps meeting, right? That's kind of your responsibility. If you want to really make a change, you got to communicate, connect with people, kind of be the hub, the connecting point for all these people and create events, create opportunities for people to come together and change the culture of the church over time. Number two is don't let it become too um, stiff, too rigid, too difficult. You want it to be super open, super um, warm, super kind to everyone in the church so that this new culture you've created will kind of spread into the rest of the church culture. What's likely to happen when you create a new subculture in your church is some others in the church who were there before you or who aren't part of this subculture are going to feel uncomfortable and their tendency might be to kind of push you away. And so you're going to the human nature in you is going to want to, you know, respond in, in, a, in a similar way and say, oh, you're building up walls. I'm going to build up walls too. Or, oh, you're being rigid. I'm going to be rigid too. Don't allow that to happen. Remain open, remain kind, remain warm. And then that warmth will spread to the rest of the church. So number one is be specific about what you don't like about the church. And number two is to share those issues with people in, in some sort of church gathering and in group events and see who's on the same page as you. Number three is to build a sub-community with those people, right? With events, with outings, with experiences that you do together and that aren't against the movement of your church, but actually support the movement of the church in a supplemental and beneficial way. And then number four is to, yes, be organized and to keep the, the ball going, right? Keep the ball rolling, but don't become closed off. Don't become cold. In fact, the opposite is what you want. You want your group to become a center of influence within your church so that it's changing the culture. And by the way, as this changes your church culture, it's going to change how it affects the community in a super important way. So this slow process is going to change multiple people in your church, which will have a huge effect for years to come. Number five is to really create a culture that lasts for generations. And the way this happens is you create traditions and yearly events or projects that you, that you use to solidify the values that you are trying to uphold, the new culture that you're trying to build. So for example, if it's an issue of prayer, you feel that your church doesn't pray and you've talked to people, you've created a subculture where you've had events and you've done small things you know, throughout the weeks, throughout the months, once a month, once a week, once every six months, these events, these, these little outings, these gatherings that kind of create this culture. What you wanna do is create large events once a year. Let's say uh, it's a prayer vigil before Thanksgiving, or let's say it's a prayer vigil right at the start of the new year right? A time to come together and pray or a fasting and prayer time, right? These biblical concepts that you do once a year or once every six months or once every two years that create a, a deep, consistent culture so that once you're gone, these traditions will carry on those same principles. Now, because your group is flexible and because your group is warm, it's not going to become a solidified, you know, um, closed off concept. No, no, no. The point is, to create a place that uh, a church environment that carries the culture that you see is so important. Our bonus action uh, suggestion is that above all of these things, you need to start cultivating this thing in your life. So if it's prayer, the truth is you might have an idea of what prayer should look like in a church, but you're not really living a prayerful life in your own personal life. Well, it's going to be hard for you to make a big difference in that area. Now, I'm not saying you need to be perfect in this before you act in the church, but I would say if you want to take your church or this subculture in your church on a journey, 
then you start the journey in your own life. And as you're moving forward, take others with you. So you're starting to learn to pray more, invite others to pray with you. That can be part of the blessing of this subculture, part of what keeps it alive, keeps it going. So make sure to live it in your own life. So number one, be specific about the things you don't like. Number two, share these ideas with people from your church at social gatherings to see who's on the same page as you. Number three, build a sub-community through activities and things you do together people who are on the same page as you, who now spend time together to start creating a culture where this is a norm. Number four, keep the group moving forward. Your job is to consistently keep the group coming together, doing events, doing activities, and at the same time, not allowing the group to become closed off and a little niche or a little click within the church. Rather, keep it open, keep inviting people, and keep the ball going and growing as it starts to affect everyone in the church. Number five, create traditions that really build this culture deep into the roots of the church. Larger events, larger activities, um, things that last longer amounts of time, like a three-day fasting, for example. Do these events, and that will really build it deep into the church so that even once you're gone, if you move away, the church will still have that culture, and this blessing will continue. And our bonus Make sure to have it going on in your own life too. Live the things that you say you value. And you don't have to be perfect at it, but you need to be on the same journey. Go on the journey and then invite others. And that can be blessing to this goal that you're trying to reach within your church. Those are the five steps that you can do to make a difference in a church that you see is struggling. Do you have any suggestions of things that maybe I missed? What have you done in your own church? Make sure to comment below because a lot of people are trying to help their church grow and we need to build a community that's trying to make a difference here. Also, this podcast and YouTube channel are going to be changing their the, the name and the logo. And so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future videos because you might not notice them. We're going to keep growing and keep changing. But our main goal is always to help people live a practical life of their journey with God, right? We have all these theological terms. How do I make a better church? Well, there are practical things we actually do in our lives, and we want to talk about those and grow together. We're going to have guests. We're going to have um, conversations, and we're going to have a time of growth together. So I hope it's a blessing to you. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, and share this video with people who want to make a difference in their church. God bless you.